Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. What's going on, y'all? If you're part of the live college ministry, can you make some noise for me? Yeah, 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 yeah. We locking down this whole section right here. What's up? What's up? Oh, man, it's good to be here. About two uh, years ago, uh, I was in my office, and I was talking to DP. Y'all know him as Dan Putman, the healing healing pastor here at the church. Anyway, I was talking to DP. And you know me. I got the gift of gab going. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he's looking at me and then looking above me. Looking at me and looking above me. And I'm thinking, is he listening to me right now? So, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. One thing you got to know about DP is that not only is he crazy prophetic, but that he sees in the unseen world. And I'm like, yo, this dude sees something. But I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. All this is going on in my mind. And, and then he's, the third time, he looks up. But this time it's like longer. I'm like, yo, D, you going to tell me what you see, bro? And he's like, kid you not, no joke. He was like, oh, yeah. It's just your angel. Just, just my angel? Are you kidding me? Like, bro, you got to give me more than just that. Like, you got to tell me, what's my angel look like? You know what I mean? Like, inquiring minds want to know. Like, what's, what do you see? He's like, yeah, yeah, Clay. Well, you know, it's, um, it's actually really big, bro. Like, he's really ripped. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger ripped. And, and like, he's standing eight foot tall and dude has a sword. Definitely one of your warrior angels, bro. And I'm like, dang, what? Dang, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> similar experiences, similar people, people will come up to me and give me similar descriptions about my angel, whether they see it on the stage or whether they see it when I'm traveling and speaking or in the community and on the streets or obviously in the office. I'm like, wow, God, that's crazy. And what's crazier is that I've always felt like I had this unfair boldness, this unfair gumption to just walk up into spiritually dark places and just live unashamed for the gospel. Just, just go and talk about Jesus and, and just, you know what, I, I, I don't even care. I don't care where I am. You know, I'm going to still demonstrate the love of Jesus. I'm still going to see people be one for the king of kings. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. But, you know, but check it out. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit's not enough, because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is way more than enough. If all we have was Holy Spirit, we will be in good company, trust me. But what I am saying is that God has, does, and will forever send spiritual, supernatural help. And we got to recognize that. We can't just say, I mean, the Bible talks about it, right? You know what I'm saying? The B-I-B-L-E, yeah, that's the book for me. You know, the Bible talks about it. <laughs> we can't just relegate it to something like, ah, oh, this is too weird. That's just, you know, ah, I'm going to skip over that truth. No, 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 no. We need to understand it, y'all. And that's why I'm going to talk, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Supernatural help. I'm going to talk about angels, and I'm going to differentiate them from cherubim. Because they can get confused, you know what I mean? And some of y'all are already confused, like cherub, What? Cherubim, like who? Yeah, cherubim. You know, they are a pretty big deal in the Bible, and we're going to talk about that. 
We're going to talk about that. Okay, Clay, you know what? I understand. Angels exist. I understand. Cherubim exists. I get that. But what's it matter to me? What's it matter to me? Why even, you know, listen to this stuff today? I'm going to tell you why it matters. I'll tell you why it matters. Because the unseen world is way more actively involved in your personal lives than you probably give them credit. And we've got to be able to recognize We've got to be able to realize when the supernatural help is around and intervening, you know? And because they teach us some things. They teach us priorities of heaven. They teach us priorities of the throne room, for real. And so the more we can learn accurate, accurate knowledge about them, the, learn we can learn, the more we can learn from them and step into a new reality and understand these priorities on our lives. So, are y'all ready to dig in? Because we're going to pray. Let's pray and let's go. Before I pray, just a minute, let me go ahead and put out a disclaimer, okay? Do not go up to DP talking about, yo, can you describe my angel to me? <laughs> don't do it. Listen, don't do it. I will sick my angel on you. And you, run, and you know what it looks like now, you know what I mean? It's the real deal Holyfield up in here. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay? Are y'all ready? Now we ready to go and pray. Y'all ready to pray? Sullivan, Vinya Live, y'all with me? Okay, let's pray and we will get it in. Thank you, Jesus, for, wow, just how the angels are going to have fun with this message today. I thank you, Father, for uh, how you're going to um, just wow and uh, excite us to a new reality pray that you do your thing. You move me out the way and just speak through me, Lord God, and just may, may your will be done in this message to awaken hearts and minds so that we can see and hear on a whole new level. In Jesus' name we pray, and, and, and people said amen. Amen, amen. So let's start off with the cherubim. The cherubim, they're, they're lesser known. The people don't really know too much about them, um, but they're a pretty big deal in this supernatural, unseen world. The Bible Project, we've been talking a lot about the Bible Project during this Kingdom Collision series. They're a group of uh, Bible researchers, and uh, we fully endorse, we fully support what they're doing. In fact, they've been breaking down on a rudimentary level some hard spiritual truths, but these guys have a clip that they've run about cherubim. I want y'all to check this clip out because it may blow your mind. Check it out. Okay, first, the cherubim. These are chubby little babies with wings, right? No, you got to get that image out of your head. Cherubim, or in Hebrew, cherubim, they're way more fascinating. They're described as hybrid creatures, a collage of different animals, and every time they do appear, they look a little bit different. That's intense. Yeah, they're supposed to be intimidating. They stand guard at the boundary between heaven and earth. If you see them, you know you're entering the presence of the one who is above all and truly other. The first time cherubim show up in the story of the Bible, they're standing outside of the Garden of Eden. Right, the garden is God's temple residence, and so he places these spiritual bodyguards at the entrance so that the rebel humans can't get back in and ruin everything. But the biblical story is about how God wants us back in his presence. Yes, exactly. So this is why he chose the people of Israel and gave them the gift of a symbolic miniature Eden called the tabernacle, and then later the Jerusalem temple. 
In both of these spaces, cherubim were painted and engraved all over, reminding the priests that they are working in God's presence. Now, if a priest went into the Holy of Holies, he would see there a golden box called the Ark of the Covenant, and on it were two cherubim. What's going on here? Well, the biblical authors describe the ark as the footstool of God's throne, which the cherubim are carrying. Like we read in Psalm 99, God sits enthroned above the cherubim. But there was no actual throne above box. Right, the Israelites weren't supposed to represent God with any physical image. But when the prophets had visions about this space, they saw Yahweh sitting on his throne. Okay, so cherubim guard the sacred space, carry God's throne, but why do they look like animal mashups? Well, they're symbolic representations of all the creatures of the earth because they all belong to God. This is why in Isaiah's vision, all of the creatures are singing, everything that fills the earth is God's glory. Like a choir. Yeah, through the cherubim, all creation offers praise to its maker. Wow, that's crazy, right? The cherubim on the next level, like these guys are throne room guardians. They are always around the presence of God. It's amazing. One of my favorite passages of cherubim are found in, is found in, in Revelation. And in the book of Revelation is just a crazy book in and of itself. But John, you know, the apostle John, he got like backstage passes to see all kinds of stuff out in the throne room, the divine council, the heavens. I mean, all kinds of things that Jesus just opened his mind to see. Hey, write this down, write that down, write this down. But in my fa one of my favorite passages about cherubim is found in Revelation. And it's in Revelation 4, 6 through 8. You can click there, turn there with me if you want, or it will be on the screen. But this passage particularly talks about the throne and the four cherubim surrounding the throne. Peep game, y'all. Check it out. It says this. Around the throne and on each side stood four living creatures full of eyes in and in are full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creatures resembled a lion, the second an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. To be honest with you, the human face would probably freak me out the most. <laughs> Each of the four living creatures had six wings, full of eyes all around and under their wings. Imagine having an eye in my armpit. I mean, I don't understand. What? <laughs> Cherubim, every time it shows up in Scripture, they look different. If you read the book of Ezekiel, he saw cherubim, and the cherubs he saw... They had four faces on each one, like four faces, what? Many faces or something, you know? I mean, never mind, y'all not heat. Okay, I'm sorry, I went back. He-man days, all right. Anyways, it's four faces, and then they had four wings on each cherub. You know, that's wild, that's crazy. What I'm saying is that each time cherubim show or, or, or um, make their appearance in the book, make their appearance in Scripture, you see them differently each time. Talks a lot about the creativity of God. Man, I cannot wait until I see one because I'm sure whew, it, would be, it would be nice to see. I mean, they, they're beasts, but it would be really cool to see this. It says this, it carries on in verse 8. They worshiped without ceasing, day and night, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty the was, the is, and the coming. 
Each time cherubim are, are, are found in Scripture, not only are they surrounding the throne, not only are they guarding the presence, not only are they just around him, but they are worshiping him. Why? Because you cannot not be in the presence of God and just not worship. You've got to worship if God is with you, oh my goodness, behold your majesty, your grace. Oh my goodness, ah, holy, holy, holy Lord. Holy, holy, holy Lord. I mean, if God is here, there would be nobody like this. Or be nobody like this. Some of y'all know because y'all going to U of I games looking all like crazy. Like, ah, but come to church like this. Holy. Holy. <gasps> Nah, if you if you're encountering the presence of God, if God is wrecking you, you you can't help but to worship with you, more than just your lips, but with your life, guys. That's what cherubs are teaching us right here, right now. In Psalms 81, it says this, Oh God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory. Cherubs are around them, surrounding him, guarding the presence. He, Psalm 99.1, Psalm 99.1, peep game, guys. He, Papa God, sits on his throne between the cherubim. It makes sense that the cherubs are all around them all the time, guys. Now, chances are I've never had any contact. Now, well, that we, this church people, have never had contact with cherubs before. And to be honest with you, I'd probably want a little forewarning if I did ever see one because your boy would probably have to buy a lifetime of Depends after that, okay? I mean, <laughs> and I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, like, yeesh, what is that? Ah! You know, I mean, I don't know what I do, but what I'm saying is that it, they're fascinating creatures. You know, they're spiritual beings, fascinating, and they're always guarding the presence of the living God. And this tells us, guys, this tells us the value of the presence in heaven. They value the presence in heaven like, whoa. Now, if Jesus came, which he did, and he died, and what he did on the cross was a success, which it was, and his spirit was poured out on all flesh, which it is. Yeah, we're shaking our head. Yeah, right, right. Then he's Emmanuel, God with us, who will never leave us nor forsake us. And our bodies are now mobile tabernacles. Our bodies are now mobile temples of the living God to host the living God. So what my question I have for you, the question I have for you is, what are we doing to guard and value the presence of God in our own lives? How are we valuing, how are we guarding the very presence and will of God on our lives when we're watching Netflix? Ooh, I, I know. I don't know where that came from, God. Like, I didn't, that's the first time I said that, okay. <laughs> how are we guarding and valuing the presence when we are around gossip? When we are around our workplace, when we are around people who you know aren't flowing in the spirit, how are we guarding and valuing that thing? Hey, cherubim have a lot to teach us. Accurate knowledge about cherubim can minister to us in a real way, y'all. Okay, now there's cherubim. Now let's move on to angels. Angels, they, they aren't, it's what? 
I'm about to blow your mind, okay, about some angels, okay? But first, let's look at what the Bible Project have to say because they have another clip about angels that will probably just make you wonder and think and like, wow, that's, I never thought about that. Check it out. Now let's talk about angels. I'm way more familiar with them, human-like figures with feathery wings. No, wait, stop. Angels in the Bible don't have wings. What? No wings? No angel wings. In fact, angels are often mistaken for people because they look like us, just a bit more impressive. But the cherubim have wings. Yeah, and the angels are different because they have a different purpose. Okay, which is? Well, humans can't just march into God's realm, so God will reach out to us, and he often does so through these spiritual ambassadors. So angels are like spiritual messengers. Yeah, in fact, that's what the word angel means, a messenger. Right, this happens a lot in the Bible, like the angel who tells Mary she's pregnant with Jesus. Yeah, and then the other main role of angels is to perform missions on God's behalf. Sometimes they rescue people from danger, like when Peter is released from prison. And there's some really cool angels, like Michael and Gabriel. Yeah, the name Gabriel means God is my power, and Michael means who is like God. But also notice, these names point to God, not to the angels. Like humans, the angels are images of God's presence and power. But still, how cool would it be to meet an angel? Yeah, and maybe you will, and maybe you already have. But no one in the Bible is ever encouraged to go looking for angels. And when angels do show up, people are usually puzzled or freaked out. So angels are really awesome, but they play a supporting role in the Bible. Yes, because God's ultimate purpose is to bring humans back into his presence in a reunited heaven and earth. And in the meantime, he uses angels to guide and to serve his people. Okay, what? That's crazy. Angels don't have wings? They look like ordinary people? What? Okay. Let me go ahead and just keep it going with more clarifiers about angels and what they are, what they aren't. What they are are created beings. They are created beings. So there's a few things that because of that fact alone disqualifies them from. But let me go ahead and just real quick step on, tip some cows for just a second, okay? If angels are created beings, then they are not people who passed away. I'm sorry if I am tiptoeing all up on your shoes right now. But I, I know, a lot, I hear it all the time. I'm at funerals a lot. I do funerals a lot. People come to me, well, heaven just gained one more angel. Well, he earned his wings. It's not biblically accurate, y'all. We do not become angels. What we do, what happens is when we do pass away, we are with the resurrection, with the life himself. We will be chilling in perpetuity with our king of kings. And we will, we will be judging over the angels. We will have authority above the angels. But we don't become one. I'm going to let that sit. I know some of y'all like, will you just shut up right now, Clay? You're messing me up right now. Read the book. Read the book. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, I'm going to leave that. Next one. If angels are created beings, then they are not gods. They are not gods. We should not worship them. We should not bow that down to them. We should not exalt them, lift them up higher than they need to be. Listen, if any angel wants you to worship it, they're not an angel. They're a demon. Okay? 
I'm telling you. What we should look at them as, what we should look at them like is, is that they are, say, spiritual teammates. They should, they are, they, we should look at them like them being spiritual teammates on the same team, bringing throne room ministry because they want us to achieve the call that's placed on our lives. Amen. Check out what Hebrews 1.14 says. Ah, I love this. Check it out. They give a definition of angels. It says this. TPT style, baby. Hashtag TPT on them. Let's go. It says this. What role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are being saved. They're spirit messengers to deliver throne room ministry. They are delivering throne room messages, throne room encouragement, throne room, straight from the throne room of grace, y'all, um, rebuke redirection, guidance, whatever. Every time you see an angel in Scripture, they're delivering something from the King of Kings to us. So therefore, we should see them as spiritual teammates on the same team sent to help us achieve the call that's been placed on our lives. They're about helping us achieve the call placed on our life. We see this with Jesus, going down with Jesus in Matthew 4, 11. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so Jesus, he, he, he's, he's here. He's God-man. He chose to live on earth as man empowered by the Spirit, though, because he's not only a model for us, but a model as us. So he, he gets baptized in the Jordan by his cousin. His cousin baptizes him, brings him back up, and then, whoo! The spirit of the living God comes upon him like a dove, and bam, this guy is just like, I don't know what's happening. Everybody was like, yo, the, the voice of heaven, just, you know, the, you're God, you're God. Oh, my goodness, this is amazing. Then what's he do? The first thing he does was goes into the wilderness. He goes into the wilderness because he wants to redeem what man could not do when they went to the wilderness which was always fall and fail and just come short, right? Well, he went to the wilderness, and what, what happened in the wilderness? He was faced with three rounds of temptation by the enemy. And each round, each round, he went straight to the Word. He was tempted. Yeah, oh my goodness, that's a temptation. But I'm going to use the Word and pa-pow, knock out round one. What? Second temptation. I'm going to use the word, pa-pow, knock out round two. What? Pa-pow, knock out round three, and you are out, and the devil leaves. The devil leaves. And, 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 and Jesus, and Jesus comes, and it's, it's just tired. He's woozy. He's like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm, I'm hungry because he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So he's more than just hungry. That man is hangry, okay? Starving. My kids always talk about, Daddy, I'm starving. No, you're not. Go fast for 40 days and talk to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm starving. You know what happens? Matthew 4, 11, Then the devil went away, and angels came and took care of Jesus. Came and took care of him. Why? Because they're about delivering some throne room ministry to help him achieve the call that was placed on his life. Okay, but Clay, that's Jesus, bro. Jesus was on another level. I mean, they said that the angels would come 
whenever he would do a Thanos snap on him. Angels coming. You know what I mean? Like, like Jesus. Well, you know, yeah, you're right. Jesus, you know, was, is the son of God. I, I get that, all that. But he also helps out other people like Peter, for instance. Let's go ahead and look at <clears throat> how they helped Pete escape jail. In Acts 12, 6 through 8, you could turn there, click there if you want, follow along, or you could follow along on, on, the, uh, on the screen. So you got Pete, who's, man, who's killing it, he's killing it, he's killing it. You know what I'm saying? Apostle Paul, Pete, Apostle Pete, he's going after it, going after it. You know, he's not just sitting back on his, on his lazy boy, just chilling, you know what I mean? You know, feet all up, eating his unleavened bread, drinking his wine. Nah, nah, you know what he's doing? He's out there. He's out there because he's about that kingdom collision life, right? And when you're about the kingdom collision life, usually there's some things that may happen. You may get wrongly accused. You may get wrongly sentenced to jail. So he's in jail. And pick up in verse 6, it says this. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep fastened with two chains between two soldiers. <laughs> yeah, he was the original nickname. He was originally nicknamed Two Chains. People were like, yo, what up, Two Chains? People be copying, I'm telling you. All right, anyway, so fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Hold up, y'all. Y'all heard that, right? I'm not even tripping on the fact that the, that, the, that the chains fell off miraculously. I'm tripping on the fact that, yo, dude, the angel just snuffed Pete on the side. Did y'all catch that? The angel snuffed Pete on the side. Parents, are y'all thinking what I'm thinking? There's biblical precedence to go ahead and just snuff our kids on the side if they don't get up for school in the morning, y'all. Woo! <laughs> Alexa, drop in on Isaiah. Time for school, bro. I'm not getting up. Oh, really? Okay. Let me come down there real quick. I'm going to snuff you real quick. Get up, quick. It's like I'm playing. Do not, like, listen, do not tell DCFS that Clay told you <laughs> to snuff anybody, okay? I'm going to deny it. It's like I'm playing. I can't lie. But anyway, I'm going to keep it going. It just won't be good. It just won't be good, okay? Um... Verse 8, then the angel told him, get dressed, put on your sandals, and he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. Yo, can you imagine Peter in this position right now? Chains are falling off. I am, I am scot-free. Are you kidding me? And I'm following my big old angel out the dang on tail. Like, what? You know a song was going off in his head. Like, slide, slide, slide. Oh, a guard. Now dip, baby, dip. <laughs> dip, baby, dip. Come on now, dip, baby, dip. And he's got his, his, his head just pumped out and all that. Now he's sliding out the jail. Slide, slide, slide. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. 
helping him achieve the call of God on his life, y'all. Because he ain't supposed to be just chilling in the, in the jail. He's about to do that, that ministry life. He's about the kingdom collision life. He was called to preach. Angels intervene, y'all, more than we probably give them credit. I was ministering to a church in, um, in, in Cincinnati, and there was a, a large group of young adults that I was ministering to this one night, and this one girl was looking crazy oppressed and depressed, and I'm like, dang, that girl don't look so good, okay? So I'm just, you know, I'm doing my thing, doing my thing, and at the end of the night, her friend comes up to me and says, hey, you know, this, you know, my friend would like to get some prayer. She'd like to get delivered from a, a, a demon. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely down because homegirl definitely needs it. Let's go. So I took my team and I, we went off to the side in another room and to get some privacy. And <clears throat> the girl's sitting down and we're talking. And she's describing some things that were just horrific. Like, you know, I got a demon that comes up in my room all the time for the last eight months of my life. And I cannot sleep he harasses me, abuses me, and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I heard enough. I heard enough. I'm done. Yes, there are demons that do this. So, y'all, last week, Mike and Jamie spoke about it. If you want to check that message out, definitely check them out because demons do exist and they are a real foe. They are a real adversary. Anyway, talking to her, I'm like, listen, I mean, that's enough. Do you want to get released? Do you want to be delivered? She's like, yes, I do. I invited them in before I opened that door. I thought it would be fun, but I found out that it is definitely not anything I should have done. I'm like, say no more. Let's go. We prayed. About five, seven minutes into the prayer, her legs are shaking violently. They're violently shaking. And then, they, it, then it abruptly stops. And I'm like, hey, what happened? What do you see? What do you feel? Because she was a seer. She sees in the spirit these things. And I'm like, what do you see? What do you feel? It's like, oh, the enemy just left. The demon just left my body. And it's in the corner of the room right now. And he's really mad. He's really mad at you, Clay, and your team right now because he knows he can't get at me. And I'm like, would you look at that, sucker? You know what I mean? Like, what? So anyways, he's like, she's like, you know, He's really mad he can't get to me because he knows that not only you and your team are here, but your angels are surrounding this place. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, let's go. Let's go. But then she started to get, like, depressed again. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, but the enemy, the, the, the demon's going to come back later tonight, Clay, and harass me. He's, he's telling me right now that when we leave, when we all leave, that you know, he's going to come back and, you know, and it's going to be worse than before. I'm like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that I commission angels to guard your room and to harass that enemy to the level he harassed you until it leaves, until it leaves. That's my prayer. She's like, okay, okay. So we leave. Next morning I'm preaching. <clears throat> and after my preach, 
during ministry time. I see a lady run down the aisle. And I'm like, yo, who is that? Do I recognize her? She's like, Clay, you recognize me? I'm like, no, 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 who are you? She's like, I'm the girl you prayed for last night. And I'm like, whoa, you look so much different. Like, yo, you don't look depressed and oppressed anymore. What happened? She's like, Clay, I got a story for you. I got a story. You remember those angels you commissioned last night? Yeah, 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 I remember. What's up? Those two angels were harassing the enemy in my room. And she and that enemy was so mad. The demon was so mad that he couldn't get to me. In fact, he was so mad that he had to leave. Clay, and I got the sweetest, most beautiful sleep that I ever had in the last eight months of my life. And I'm like, yay! 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 I'm all celebrating with her and everything. Like, that's awesome. And that's an amazing story. That girl has a call on her life that needs to be achieved. Not only that, but the angels of heaven are so ready to get involved with this kingdom collision, y'all. They want to be commissioned. They want to go after it. They want to go, y'all, because they know that they know that they know that you guys, all of us, the church has been commissioned with power and authority, the authority and power that Jesus has, that Jesus had and he continues to have, and we have the ability to commission angels to make it a more, a harder place for Satan to thrive, y'all. For real. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they, some of y'all have your angels twiddling, your th- twiddling their thumbs like, yo, is, this, is my guy ever going to get in a fight? <laughs> they, they, they're probably like, yo, this is like EA Sports, bro. Get in the game. Yo, get in the game. And some of us are like, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Listen, listen, listen. Do you know that the angels outnumber the demons two to one? They outnumber them suckers two to one. And we got Holy Spirit. And we got Jesus. And we got God. Man, y'all, we are not fighting a fair fight. The cards are stacked ever in our favor, y'all. We should be walking like a boss. We should be walking like a victor. We should be walking with the Holy Spirit swag on them, you know what I'm saying? Going to dark places, knowing that we have the majority and never in the minority. I'm telling you, and the angels, they want to be released. They want to be released. I believe Papa God was, 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 was sharing with my bro, Putty, last night. And, 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 and he heard this. He heard this last night. He was like, you know what? I want my angels working so hard for you that they got to call back up. Wow. Some of us don't even have our angels working. My question is, the more we engage in this kingdom collision thing, the more we keep pressing in in this kingdom collision thing, the more backup we're going to get. And the more backup we're going to get, the more we're going to see things happen. But some of us, we don't think we should go because we're scared. Guess what? We have the majority. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Come on, y'all. We can do this thing. Bro, boy, so, so the angels and cherubim, the spiritual beings, all these things that are going on in the, in the unseen world should teach us priorities of heaven. 
priorities of heaven. Y'all, guys, Ephesians 6.12. Let me go ahead and read it real quick so I don't, so I don't mess up. Here we go. It says this, Ephesians 6.12, NLT. It says this, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen realm, unseen world. Guys, listen. Our beef is not with people. Our beef is not with Democrats and Republicans. Our beef is not with Donald Trump. Our beef is not with your boss, with your coworkers, with person's breath that's stinking all up in your face. Listen, the beef is with the unseen realm. We have the spirit of murder to go after, y'all. We have the spirit of racial supremacy to go after, y'all. We got the spirit of mammon. We have the spirit of infidelity. The list goes on, guys. Take your pick. I believe each and every one of us has a call assigned to us to go into wherever we live, wherever we work, wherever we reside, wherever we are doing, and just make it a harder place for Satan to thrive. Why? Because we got backup. We got backup. And guess what? Each and every one of y'all have angels. Each and every one of y'all have Holy Spirit. Each and every one of y'all have supernatural help. The fight is with the unseen realm, unseen world. And I pray that the Lord open our eyes, our hearts, so that we may perceive more and more than ever before the fact that the fight is there, not here, not between brothers and sisters. Now, someone can just be a sheer jerk, and they're just probably a jerk. I get it but we pray for the spirit of jerk to get out of them. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Someone can be just straight stupid. I get it. But we pray for the spirit of stupid to get up out of there. I'm, I'm, I'm losing time. I got I to gotta, I gotta land the plane. Church, this knowledge about angels probably was not on the table before you walked in. Now what? Now what do we do? What do we do with this? Because now y'all being held accountable. That was a joke. I'm playing around, but some of y'all are like, oh! Ah! That's between you and God. You see, angels, guys, angels are assigned to us, and that's awesome. But it's not about angels being assigned to us just for the sake of them being assigned to us. Oh, oh, it's all cool. It's all good. I'm glad I got my angels around me. That's good. But that's not the end-all, be-all. The end-all, be-all is that I got supernatural backup to make it a harder place to go to hell, to go and snatch people from the fire and say, get over here. You coming with me. Let's go. Let's go. That's the goal. To go and be a part of this kingdom of collision. So there's some priorities that I want to reiterate here. The priorities, I, because of what we know about the angels, they're communicating priorities. And priori priority number one, priority number one is this. Value and guard the presence of God. Value and guard the presence of God. Cherubim teach us that priority. The second priority is this. Get in the fight. Get in the fight. And let's press on towards the call of God on our lives. There is a call on everyone's life. And we are encouraged to get in the fight. But Clay, what does that look like? Well, get your butt up in the morning and go to work and just look around and see who you can pray for. 
Look around and see how you can advance the kingdom of God. Look around and see how you can be praying for somebody, someone, a group, whatever, and just release your angels to do only what they can do and Holy Spirit can do. But let's remember, church, we walk like a boss sipping this thing. We walk like a conqueror because we have more with us than against us. Let's pray. Lord, we are blown away, Lord God, by your grace, by your majesty. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that we continue to embrace and embody a value to guard your presence, Lord, and for us to get in the fight, to get in the game, to be about this kingdom collision lifestyle and I pray that we can see the world anew the world afresh as a result of that in Jesus name we pray for Jesus sake and the people said amen amen God bless you guys thanks for listening to the message today to experience more powerful messages go to vineyardlive.us or Join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.